This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Going to get to the mailbag questions. You guys are still in your off-season mode, but we do have quite a few. Make sure you're following along. Bengals underscore Sands. You can follow me at LNDS Patterson. Eric says, it feels like this draft and free agency questions have been asked. With that in mind, what current player or potential draft pick would you like to see where the jersey number zero? Okay, I mean, let's do draft picks because the easiest one is Darnell Washington. He wore number zero for Georgia. Mm-hmm. So there's your easy one. Give me, I don't know if they take him though. Uh, Zach Charbonnet, that'd be a fun running back wearing zero back there. He's like got it. good vibes to me. And the last one I think of is uh, Michael Turk, you know, punter. <laughs> punter wearing number zero. Ooh, punter for zero. I like that. Um, th- tell me a Bengals player who should be zero. Uh, <laughs> my favorite was Eli Apple, but he's not on the team right now. That feels oh, very trolly. It does, and he would, though. Yeah. So current Bengal wearing number zero. Uh, maybe it's somebody that that comes in and isn't like a full-time starter. I'm just trying to think this through my mind. Cause I think of like, they're bringing in agent zero. <laughs> uh, oh, who could that be? Maybe, maybe Chris Evans, he changes his number and he'll get some playing time with number zero. Chris Evans. I don't know. I mean, again, I, he doesn't have zero vibes. He has a zero. I can't think of too many current Bengals that really give me the feeling of like a number zero. Is I have my issue. Okay. I have in, in mine's secondary. It's secondary all the way. I think Cam Taylor Britt at zero would be a lot of fun. He tweeted earlier about the single digits, and I think that that would be really cool to see him as a zero. And then um, Cheeto. But again, I think it's like a year in advance. You have to let the NFL know that you want to change your number. Yeah. So he couldn't do it this upcoming season. And to be determined if he's with the Bengals next to the following year, because his contract's going to be up. But he wants to go to uh, single digits too. And I think it would be fun if Cheeto was four. Cam Taylor Britt was zero. Cheeto, go back to his college number. Yeah, I'm in. I, I think both those are fine. I just, when I think of zero, I do think of a little bit of like, you know, like an Eli Apple. Oh, oh, I did not mean that, Eli. I did not mean that. I did oh, what did you say? I didn't I did not so great player, but I did not oh. mean that. I said that before you said that. I am an Eli Apple fan. I, I want the team to the, bring it back. The, the first zero I think of isn't obviously in the NFL because the NFL doesn't allow it. It's uh, Gilbert Arenas from the NBA and he was, he was a good player. Yeah. So I don't, zero, means, I don't think it means bad player. 
Double zero. That's that's a bad player. Double zero is a bad player, or a special teamer. He's an offensive lineman, even though they won't let the offensive lineman. <laughs> offensive lineman isn't wearing double zero. They're fifties through seventies only. I will not accept any other numbers. People have a hard time with these wide receivers doing it. What do you think? And I'm going to move on to our next question because we're talking about the single digit numbers. What do you think about that number five for T Higgins? It's awesome. I mean, I I do think the thing that kind of stinks is a I have an 85 T Higgins jersey, but B. <laughs> Um, it was kind of fun that like the Bengals, you know, kind of had a legacy number with 85 mm-hmm. just getting passed down for the best wide receiver, at least when he was drafted, not anymore because Chase is a freak, but you know, like a very, very good wide receiver. Where's number 85 for the Bengals? Think of Chad, T, even Eifert, and uh, oh god, I'm blanking the original. Um, oh my goodness, Isaac Curtis. Yes, Isaac Curtis. For some reason, I kept thinking Carl Pickens. Like, no, I don't think Pickens were 85. Uh, but, yeah, Isaac Curtis to Chad Johnson to Tyler Eifert to T. Higgins. It was kind of fun. Legacy yeah. number. That's that's something you don't see that often in the NFL, but five looks better. I mean, the single digits on wide receivers does look really nice. I did see some people on Twitter. They were saying that the Bengals should retire 85, and I don't I don't think they should. For um, who? Yeah, because that would be the issue. It's like, do you do it for the guy that's in the ring of honor or do you do it for the guy that changed his name to 8-5 in Spanish and is going to be in the ring of honor soon? Yeah, I, I like 85 being available. I, I don't think it should be re- retired. I, I there's you. It has to be a really huge, huge, huge moment for the number to be retired, and I, I don't agree with that. But, hey, you're right. I think the 85 has really lived on well in Cincinnati. We'll go to Jared. He says, I'm starting to think they're going to go defense early in this draft. Am I crazy if a high upside edge rusher falls in the first? No, you're not. No. Um, but if I was going to put my money on the Bengals taking a defensive player at 28, it's corner because that's where the, to me, that's where the needs going to match the value going to match the, I don't know. It's need matches value there more than probably more than the edge in value because yeah, there's the edge is a deep class. It's an awesome class. When I'm having my existence started watching these guys, and I see, according to the consensus uh, big board rank, there are 16 edge rushers in the top 100. And I like to watch all the top 100 uh, guys at Bengals positions of need. I go, oh no. <laughs> but I think a lot of those guys are more like early second maybe even just a second, third, you know, in that two, three more than they are like bona fide first round talent. Cause I think there's more first round talent corners than there are edge rushers, at least so far that I've watched. You can tell me if I'm wrong. And I want to say, I heard this, that the Bengals haven't drafted someone at least on the defensive line in almost 20 years in the first round. Um, oh man. Uh, Justin Smith was probably, too long ago. I can't think of anybody else off the top of my head. It, it, they they have a certain type when it comes to first round. And look, we've talked about it plenty over the last couple of years. You can take best player available. Last year, they were thinking in, in advance in the first round, like, hey, you got to get a safety because we're probably going to move on from Jesse Bates. But at the same time, I think at 28, I think you bring up a really great point. And, and I think everyone's kind of coming around to the, the cornerback room, which makes a lot of sense at 28. But also... It's a tight end position for them. I know the value some put into the tight end position overall in the NFL, and you shouldn't waste a first round draft pick on it. But for me personally, since it's so late 
in the first round that I could see them sticking to that. If a wide receiver dropped to 28, it's not a loaded wide receiver class. So maybe, I don't know. I just, I don't think they go defensive line. I don't think they do either. And part of that is also the Bengals have a type at D-line, especially edge rusher, where they want those guys to be big. And they want those guys to be big, strong run defenders. So when you look at the class, well, B.J. Ojolari's off the board. Nolan Smith, even though he's strong and he's a good run defender, might be off the board because he's under 240. Will McDonald's probably off the board. Now you're really cutting down the edge rushers that you could take there. It's like Lucas Van Ness, if he falls, that's in play. But not a ton of – like when you start thinking of that, that cuts into a little bit more. Meanwhile, I feel like tight end, they take any of those guys. Corners, they take any of those guys. The only guy they might not take at corner would be uh, – man, Forbes is slight. And I don't want to project my own feelings, but even like 160 pounds, that's tough to take at 28 in the first round. I mean, I know he had six pick sixes last year and like 14 interceptions or something, which is crazy. I don't know. I just get worried about a 160-pound guy at corner in your first round pick. Scares me a little. We'll say overall, Jared, you're not crazy for thinking that, but um, I I just think just with the way the Cincinnati Bengals history has been in the first round, I don't see them going that route, but hey, I'd like to be surprised. I said trenches is a really important thing to address this offseason. Jason says, can Bengals Sands rank the right tackles that are currently on the roster? I might be in the minority, but I think Adenogy is greater than Ford. They both look like they struggle versus power, power, but Adenogy handles speed better. Goodness, sorry. Hakeem, I couldn't say your last name twice. Jonah Williams, number one. Uh, Lalo Collins, number two. Jackson Carmen, I think, number three. Although it's hard with the conversion to right tackle for him, but I'll give him benefit of the doubt that it, it's fairly seamless. I'll put him at three because he was better than number four, Hakeem Adenogy, number five, Cody Ford. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So I'm with him. I, I think Adenogy also better than Ford. Adenogy isn't terrible, I don't think. Like, I know people have a very bad opinion of him. He also had solid games last year in relief. He's a swing tackle that shouldn't start seven games uh, or, or five. I don't remember how many he played. But, like, when he came in against the Patriots, he was fine. When he played the next week, he was fine. And the Ravens got him. But then he was fine against the Bills. And then he gets destroyed in the Super not the Super Bowl, but the AFC Championship game. And that just leaves its imprint on everybody. I think the same thing happened with Max Sharping. Where Max Sharping was mostly fine. It's just he went against, went against the Chiefs and Chris Jones and got yeah. annihilated. And everybody also thinks of Adenogy as a guard when he was really bad as guard. That is what it is. He's not a guard. But at tackle, I thought he was fairly okay. And I don't think Ford has ever played at that level. 
Oh, that's scary. Hopefully it's just a depth piece and uh, he's getting a vet minimum. So I wouldn't freak out too much about that. Bengals fans. I know some uh, felt very 50. I hope he plays at that level. If he has to go in, I'm not trying to say. Anything yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm, hopefully they don't have to put, I don't know. We'll see. I haven't we'll studied see every game. I've watched every energy game. So I'm going to come across the good ones. I haven't watched every Ford game, but the games I have watched, I'm like, yes. Well, I know the right tackles for you to have. I know it was like seven and a half minutes, maybe nine minutes in the Bills Monday night football game, but Hakeem ended up starting that game, which was a little bit of a surprise we were hearing. He's so good. He, he was. He was good when he went out there. I think Bengals fans were like, did you see Hakeem with energy uh, against their, their D-line? So, yeah, I, I'm not out on Hakeem. I just remember Dave Lapham being so big on him when the Bengals drafted him and what they what he really felt the potential could be with him. Um, and I still feel that way. And you mentioned it. He's a swing guy, and, you know, it's not start. Hopefully he doesn't have to start. No offense to Hakeem, but, um, yeah, I'm okay with it. Nick says – our roster is good. I feel like we can draft the best available player and not a need this year. We've talked about this plenty. And he says, do you agree? Yes. Especially the earth signing, right? You're not yeah. pigeonholing anything now. You've got starters at every position. You've got guys maybe you want to upgrade, guys you want to get cheaper, things like that. You guys want to look towards the future. But for the immediate this year needs – Probably almost all of your starters are in place. And you actually, you should feel good about every starter that's in place. At least like fine about every starter that's in place. The only thing I can think of is right tackle because you don't know what's going on. But if you assume Jonah's taking that spot, then I feel fine at every place on the roster. And 20 is a specifically BPA. Who falls? And that's what you want when you're picking that late. Like when you're picking five or something, you know, when they're going to select Jamar Chase and they kind of knew they might get Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts or somebody, maybe you leave one of those wide receiver spots open, kind of like they did. Uh, but when you're picking 28, I feel like you got to fill those holes because if you're just hoping like, ah, we'll leave a safety spot, Brian Branch will fall to us. What if he goes at 20? <laughs> now you're screwed. I am really looking forward to draft night. Um, you know, night one and two, I think are the best nights, but just to be there and think, I have no clue where they're going with this pick at 28 because they're not in the top five. They're not in the top 10. And we, we saw that last year too, with the Dax Hill uh, pick. I was surprised with that, but I, I just, I love being at 28. I love that they're in a position to get best player available. And I think that's going to be their mindset. When you look at their draft board, I do want to add this because uh, Nick B says, do you think T changing his number is any indication of an extension coming? And I, I've watched that a couple of times today. People were saying, well, maybe an extension's coming because he changed his number with the Cincinnati Bengals what do you think about that oh <laughs> no not really but like? maybe I don't th I'm not reading that much into that part I'm reading it a little bit more into how much they promoted it I guess maybe that's a thing but him changing his number I don't know probably knows he's getting money <laughs> soon so it's not worried about this the, the cost of that uh yeah I feel like it's more so like they promoted a lot and they keep talking as if they're trying to extend him. I hope the extension gets done. I'm not really reading at all into him changing his number, meaning he's getting extended. Yeah, Katie Blackburn did talk about the three of them. And it was Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Logan Wilson when it comes to contract extensions and just brought up, of course, they they want to get all those done. Um, the th I, I, I wouldn't look too much into the number change, meaning anything towards an extension. I'm very optimistic that the front office is going to be able to get this deal done with T. Higgins. And hopefully it is this offseason. So it's something they don't have to worry about when the conversations start with Jamar T Chase next year. But uh, T. Higgins actually wanted to do this last year. 
He wanted to change his number and it's such a process. He just applied late. I mean, there was a whole lot of, you got to buy your jerseys. Um, there's a whole, whole lot of behind the scenes stuff with changing your number. And uh, this is something that he actually wanted to do the season prior. So hopefully, you know, that extension gets done soon, but, uh, but yeah, going to be number five for the Cincinnati Bengals next year. We'll go to one more. Uh, he says, the Wanderer says, what do you think happens with DJ reader being in a contract year? Will they try to re-sign him, draft his replacement Hendrickson and Hubbard alone combined for 23 million in a cap hit in 2024. I mean, I'm biased. I would try to resign him. Uh, I think the Bengals, I think they'd try. Are they going to, you know, is it going to be the same level they try for Joe Burrow? No. Uh, is it the same level they try for T. Higgins? Probably not. But I think they're going to try. And I would too. I mean, and those tackles, I don't think fall off until about 32 years old. I tried to look into it a little bit, reading reading about guys it's hard to find because nobody lists nose tackles everybody's a defensive tackle so i gotta go through like who's 350 pounds <laughs> who do i remember playing nose tackle type thing and it seems like 32 is kind of the cutoff uh there and a lot of times it's injury more than age so that's what i would think about i i don't know i feel like you try to re-sign dj reader and i don't think you draft his replacement if it falls to you, maybe, but what, what are they missing? If you're trying to think of their Super Bowl team right now, it's not a nose tackle, even a backup nose tackle. I feel like they can make it work. It's interior pass rush because Reader was their second best pass rusher in the Chiefs game. That can't happen. That's your best run defender can't be your second best pass rusher taking up every snap or else you're not getting the getting value out of it. So that's what I think is like what I keep looking back to is – you want to get better this year. You want to get better now. And uh, you obviously want to get better in the future too, but to get better right now, getting a nose tackle that's going to play like 15% of snaps, 10% of snaps, something real low. And I think of like, he didn't work out. He didn't, you know, look like this isn't the home run pick. Like if you get a guy and he looks good, he's probably gonna play plenty of, uh, you know, probably getting the 20% of snap of like Tyler Shelvin didn't play at all. And that was a nose tackle swing in the fourth round. So when are you drafting him? I don't know. I I don't think they look – they might look for his replacement, but it's probably going to be day three. And I don't think they're trying to force it. Yeah, I agree with that. And I don't want to think about that sad day without DJ Reader. Uh, he's a huge part of this defense. And, you know, that is one of the things. We talk all the time about offensive line when you think of the AFC Championship game in the Super Bowl, the weakness for the Cincinnati Bengals. And they have to get to the quarterback. That's how that's what ended their Super Bowl. That's what ended their AFC championship game. And they do need that help. I know they're spending a lot of money on their defensive line, but if you can get a stud in this draft and that's why I'm I'm all for it at 28. If the guy is available or maybe somebody falls or, or a guy that they like that they can get, I, I want that. I'm okay with that because they need that help. Um, and that's just something that they, they do struggle with defensively. Uh, but I want to get to tears because that's so much fun to rank some of these guys in this prospects uh, next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. <laughs> 